welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me again is Josh Cacho. Josh, how you doing? Um, I'm definitely not cold compare as compared to the rest of LAFC. <laughs> yeah. So um again, you know, the it's one of these situations where I had set my alarm for three AM to watch that game. Um due to the mm. weather delay was sorely disappointed, went back to sleep and then, you know, only to find out later on that we got waxed. So um Again, like obviously, it's like the circumstances uh, are going to be a huge factor in obviously uh, in the outcome. But obviously, at the same time, if that was actually the case for both sides, you would expect it a zero zero draw, right? Not if it was um, yeah. an, something in equal effect, if you will. So it, I, you know, I think mm-hmm. with the delay, by the time it was all said and done, LAFC looked like they just couldn't wait, wait to get out of there, rather than. Um, <clears throat> rather than them being ready after the initial, I think if the game had, if they had played through it, maybe from the very start, it would have been much different than the situation which happened where it delayed for what almost two hours or so before before the actual yeah. game start. Yeah. So I I mean a very a very bizarre day in Sandy, Utah, right where you have wind that delays it, lightning that delays it. And then by the time you're playing now, like this heavy snow is set in um, and all the MLS chuckleheads get on Twitter. Oh, orange ball alert or orange ball alert. Right. And it's like this big thing because that's Josh, I, I, I'm losing my patience for, for a lot of the MLS isms. Um, I'm not going to lie uh, that, the fact that that is what is celebrated. Oh, we got the orange ball, this league, right? That's all craziness. It's all, it's all madness. Um, it just kind of drives me crazy that like, that is what is celebrated. That's what's marketed around the league. Um, that's like a kind of a petty aside, but, um, it does bug me. <laughs> that like, I mean, to a certain degree, it's a reinforcement of what to a certain degree, I think what we've all all known that they don't care or no one really cares about the regular season, right? Because the yeah, the issue not. that comes yeah. up if you were to if you were to go into like a straight table system where the league champion is crowned based on the regular quote unquote regular season record, right? Or the or the season standings, you you can't look at it with in that same light, right? If you were gonna have two heavyweights that are punching that are competing if this, if this had been city liverpool and it was played in a blizzard i don't think we would be having the same conversation in fact they probably would have just rescheduled the game altogether yeah. right to a, just yeah. a later date uh, but in a league where you basically played in thirds where the first part of the season only matters if you're in technically if you're in champions the second part of the season really only matters is if you're in leagues cup and then the third part of the season only really matters if you're competing for i mean again the third part of the regular season is the only one that matters slide into the eighth spot but just don't shoot yeah. yourself in the foot altogether and then you're good so again it, it, it does raise a question as to whether or not, like you're saying if the league wants to actually be taken seriously is this is that is that probably you know it's 
probably not the discourse that you want to go down. But again, when when has the league ever shown that they've actually cared? At the end of the day, no. I mean the being able to post about it on Instagram is as important as what would have happened if there were green grass on the field and you actually played a game that was worth watching, right? Uh, that it does not matter, right? It's all, it's this like trollish uh, attitude that you can have about the league in order to pimp it out. That is what they're seeking to do, right? That's, that's the brand. That's the, state media extra time that's that is the brand and it man it really rubs me the wrong way <laughs> i'm sorry i think i think especially given the the way the open cup was treated by the league and that us soccer now just bows to the league on whatever matter they want i think i'm done pretending that that's not the case with mls but anyway uh yeah i mean again in the the ultimately at the end of the day right it's when you look at the the what's surrounding right it's the marketing more than anything else right so then yeah. like i said if 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 your goal is to it then i would i think you're probably in a good spot if not you know and again maybe maybe we're looking at ourselves too seriously but at the same time i think it, i think if you have you have to look at it in the context of what the criticisms are, what the what what else is going on in the league, and I think at that point you do become you're more of the XFL than you are anything else. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's fair, and like I I don't know it, you like I get that criticism of like maybe we're taking it too seriously, but like I I do take this sport seriously. <laughs> And I like you can see it played at a high level. You can see it played in series environments, and uh, maybe maybe MLS is just not interested in the people that are drawn to that. Uh, I I I really don't know. And if that's the case, then it's like, all right, well, uh, I'm not really. Maybe maybe it's not for me after all. I don't know. It's uh, it's odd. It's it's odd to me. Um, anyway, LAFC go to RSL. They lose three nothing in just atrocious field conditions. Um, they give up a bunch of goals early before the snow really settled in, and then you know by the second half, it's, the snow is so thick that you may as well be playing on on a beach, right? Um, so hard to watch can't imagine it was any fun playing on Steve Tarundalo was uh, more than happy to go after the fact that that match was even played. It's getting harder and harder with Steve to know how much of it is him just protecting the team from the result and how much of it is actual like criticism of the league for continuing to do these things, whatever they are, fixture congestion, playing this match in in these conditions, right? We've seen him go after the league plenty of times, but I guess it's unclear to me if he's just complaining or excuse-making or if he's actually serious about the criticism. If he starts getting fined, then then I'll probably, Mm. you know, then it's like one of those things where I'll definitely give him more credit for 
the stands that he takes, right? Because, you know, like the, you know, there's always been, you know, look at the other coaches and some of the other franchise style leagues, right? The reason why those guys are always willing to eat, you know, the only time that you, the league actually sees it as a threat, right? In terms of the, in terms of the, what's the word I'm looking for? If you're threatening the actual view of the league, if that, if you will, integrity yeah. is the word I'm looking for. The integrity of the league, right, is when you get slapped with a fine. And in this case, right, you, I don't think it raises too. And again, you have to. I, I do wonder at a certain point if it'll if if it's a bit safe, because again, it's easy to complain about the weather, right? Like, you know, mm. I, I mean, I've heard Jurgen Klopp in the past, you know complain about the the slickness the winds whatever it may be right and people give him flack for it but again you like you're saying it's mostly done to just shield your your own players from criticism in that in the moment right yeah yeah um if you truly if it's about if it, if it was actually an, i think an attempt at making a valid criticism of the criticism of the league you know you would see more of these coaches be more forthright about the situation because i think the league is already uh what's it called they've put out statements or whatever i think believe regarding like what the fines would be if you criticize the 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 officiating for mm. during the lockout mm. so yeah again yeah. we'll see we'll see if it i think time will tell because there's enough there's enough to go on there um and i I've, I've seen it from from some of the other non non-US, you know, guys that didn't come up within the US system, because again, the one thing that we know about the right is it tends to be a bit of a boys club, if you will, right? In terms of the guys that tend typically matriculate in and out of the system, whether it be at US soccer or within major league soccer, it tends to be the same guys, right? And it's because they're willing to play ball with, you know, the joke that it, that tends to be the system as a whole. If, um, but I think you'll start to see some, you know, and maybe that's why you don't see anyone bringing in, same, you know, the coaches that are excellent, but te- would, would definitely be flaming the league for every little thing. Right. And I think we've seen it mm. at different levels and those guys don't last long or, you know, longer than, yeah. you know, a season if that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, at, at least he's saying something. Uh, the fact that he's at least willing to go against the grain a little bit is positive for me. Um, overall, again, not much to evaluate from this game. Uh, Omar Campos struggled big time in this match. Uh, gave up kind of like two goals, right, uh, to his to his mark. Like he spent most of the time on his butt on like in the snow. So it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, can't really blame a kid uh, for not being super effective in that moment. What I will say, and I think um, there's like two points here, I think. And it's not, it's not a condemnation. It's not, it's not a nail in the coffin. But I do think the midfield really struggles to generate any pressure. And I think that forgives compost a little bit because if the midfield can't pressure the ball and opposing midfielders can just take their time and pick up their head and play a dime, like they're going to do that because they're professionals and 
Omar Campos is only going to be able to last so long against professional wingers when his when those like when that guy's midfielders are able to drop dimes. And the only reason I bring this up is because yes, in Salt Lake it looked bad. Weather <laughs> is a factor there, but it also didn't look good against Seattle. The midfield struggled to turn the ball over in a way that they did not struggle last year. Not even and last year, for I, the last, since season one, right? Like the, this team is, if the midfield may not be able to create much in terms of like through balls or any particular created chances, but they will create chances simply just from being pestering on the, uh, you know, on this event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, and, I'm fine with that. You know, we we used to criticize the midfield a lot for the opposite reason. They're 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 all gas and no break, right? Mm-hmm. It's K and blessing. Just as soon as they turn the ball over, they're trying to do too much, uh, or they you know they can't quite thread the the right pass through. Uh, and oddly enough, the team has leaned into more of a counterattack. Uh, like like a counterattacking style, not quite bunkering, right? They're still pressing, but like they're looking to turn the ball over in the middle. But now you have Timothy Tillman, Edward Atuesta, and Ilya Sanchez in the middle, and they're all kind of like more interceptors, right? They're playing passing lanes as opposed to pressing the ball carrier and really turning the ball over. Now, that could change. We're two weeks in. And the fir- and the second week was in the snow, so maybe that'll change once they get on dry land again. But that's a concern for me, even just based on the player profiles, right? Where LAFC wants to sit back a bit, give the other team the ball, turn them over, and hit them on the counter. We've talked about how that's not necessarily how we would do it, but like if that's the if that's the way that they've decided to to build and to play, then fine do it well. My problem is that I don't know if that's the midfield you want to do that with. I think if you move, if you bumped Ilya and moved Atuesta back or moved Atuesta to the bench, uh, which is probably not going to happen, right? For (laughs) a number of good reasons. uh, And maybe slide Bogush back into the midfield. Then you have a midfield that is probably going to turn the ball over a little bit more effectively. Um, Problem then is you don't have a center forward. You don't have a center forward because Chicho is playing for RSL, right? And the guy you signed, you loaned out. And oh, by the way, Carlos Vela is in talks with San Jose. So like, there's just, this team isn't deep enough um, to feel comfortable yet in this season. So uh, I, I, I hope, I hope that the midfield isn't as mismatched to the game model as it seems to be. I guess is my overall point here. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not entirely sure it was meant to be. Right, again, I think part of the question ultimately that will be asked is, was Atuesta brought to be Ilya's replacement or to be his complement? And they're definitely not complementary, at least within the current. They're going to tell me we're going to play, we're going to kind of turn the clock back and play more more possession-based style we're going to, you know, to in and have press resistant midfielders. We actually have that now, right? In a way that we haven't yeah, had yeah. in a long time or if ever for that matter. Um, and, and you would have depth there if, if Bogush 
was going to be the next guy. And I think that's probably when you make that signing, that it seems like that would be the, the intent and what you're, what you're, what you're aiming for. However, right. As, as we've come to realize is more par for the course for, and for LAFC, right. Is that what we see at in, in February, March is often nothing close to what the team will ultimately finish with in, in, yeah in, uh, yeah in December right so now you know again obviously like I think that's why you're rightfully so where points obviously something to look at and something to consider but at the end of the day you have to withhold judgment to us I mean you need to win games that's 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 the number one thing so they're gonna have to figure something out for the time being and they they're 50 50 at the moment um I'd probably give them again given given the circumstance of the RSL game I'm still gonna lean on a we're at a I'm gonna still lean in the favor of where we're gonna be more dominant than we are bad for the time being. However, other teams have gotten better. Other teams uh roster pictures are much more full than what we're seeing from LEFC at the moment. Yeah. Right. And I think the the question is again and, and last year was something similar and you never quite turned it even though you made it to MLS Cup, you never quite, never felt like you quite turned the corner in terms of what that meant, you know, past the July window. We've seen them navigate it really successfully at times, and you've seen seen them not actually finally put all those pieces together, whether it be for injuries or fit or whatever it may be. Um, and again, or even in the case of the MLS Cup winning season, of that talent just being that much better and that 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 good that it didn't matter what the fit was ultimately at the end of the day right because you know like with the bail yeah. situation they kind of stuck with what they already had and then sprinkled some gareth bale on the top of it and then ended up you know and then and then you can win it up which that's probably a better a better way of it you know you have a team that's played together all season long you know, because you had chicho in place you had bella in place you know you had you had your guys and then you sprinkle a little bit of tan magic over the top, and then you're then here or then here we go. Mm. Um, as opposed to a lot of times, like I said, where last year it almost felt like they waited for so long to pull to get things done that it never felt like it quite gelled. Again, I'm going. I think JT's track record has been better than not, but yeah. you know, it it's still. Ultimately, it still will ultimately get back to what have you done for me now, as opposed to yeah, like, what have I you guess, done for me lately. So, I like your point about last year is, is really good, right? Where it feels like they started the season without the pieces that they needed, and you say, "All right, well, JT has proven that he can bring in big names, the right names, the right positions." Yeah, so wait till summer. But the problem is, you were in a supporter shield race. CCL Open Cup, right? So you had all the you had all these tournaments that you were playing in. And then in the summer, like you do make some signings. They don't hit as well as you thought they would. You still make it to MLS Cup uh and you lose. And we're starting again this year with a different outlook where it's like we're not in five different competitions, but like is this a year that you might want to be chasing supporter shield? Probably. Right? This is it, like because because you don't have all these ancillary things that you're doing, this would be the season to really focus on the league. Uh, yeah. But 
and you can't tell me that it's it can't like you said, be done it doesn't really matter. Look at look at look at Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia, you know, like you know, like to make excuses for LFC, but Philadelphia without the budget, right, is consistently competing yeah. in you know for the supporter shield as well as for Champions League over the last three to four seasons, right? Whereas, mm. yeah, LAFC aren't even in it this next year, right? And it can only have themselves to blame because Philly made, you know, yeah. was, didn't seem like they were, they didn't take the brakes off for, or put the brakes on for CCL, right? They, they, I mean, they eventually lost to LAFC, but at the same time, like they were in the exact same situation and ended yeah, up, yeah. you know, you know, yeah, I mean, they didn't, I guess technically they didn't win either, but they're in, they're in it. Right, it's, it's which is more than LAF can, LAC can say heading into this season. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I, 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 I think the overall point here is that the roster is thin, and it may be getting thinner if Carlos doesn't come back, right? And even if he does come back, you're like you haven't solved all your problems. Playing him at the nine with Oliveira on the right wing doesn't solve any of these problems, except for maybe moving Bogush back into the midfield. And Ilya to the bench for every, you know, two or three games. Yeah, but again, I think you're still. My guess is though that you're still going to want to play Atuesta more often than not, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're going to want to play Tillman and Bogush more often than not. I, I don't know. It's still, unless you're going to tell me that we're going to change the system, right? Then I still don't quite see it yet right even even can. even with vela coming back i mean, I mean again it gives you another piece the, and the reports yeah. the report today i think it was today um tom bogart yeah. did a report on his show that the talks with san jose had kind of are mm. more pessimistic than optimistic yeah. and the and because of the initial report the the talks between lafc and, and vela had kind of reignited to a certain degree or put yeah. more of an onus on getting it done. But again, even with him coming back, I don't think that we, none of us have, have, have ever seen him as a solution to what they ultimately want to do in the long run. Rather, Hey, if Vela comes back and at the right price, it'd be great, right? It's going yeah. to, it, it makes yeah. sense. I'd love to see him do it. I don't want to see him go to another MLS team. You know, if, again, if you were to go to Spain or you were to go to Mexico or whatever, it's a little bit. It feels, it's going to hit a little bit different. But if it were obviously to see him, you know, a couple times a year, or if he played Vancouver, then it's eighteen times a year. Um, then you know it stings a little bit more. But in this yeah. in this case, when we're kind of looking at at it, I do think that, um, yeah, like I said, you're hopeful that that maybe they get something done, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think it's, I think it, the, the problem still remains, and, but also to a certain degree may cause even problem because now you're trying to fit four, four starters into a midfield that only allows for three in its current form, you know? Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't foresee them changing the way they play because the one thing that works is Denny Bowanga, and that's going to work on the left wing, right? It's him torching fullbacks one-on-one because you've turned over the ball and found him in a good spot. Like that's what works for this team. It's all that worked last year. Nothing else worked 
in terms of goals, right? You had Bowanga go off for 38 goals in a calendar year. And that's why you were where you were. Um, and there's, there's not a whole lot more to it. So if Bowanga regresses to the mean a little bit here, because you, you I mean, the basic assumption is that he's probably not going to go off for 38 again, right? They don't even have, they don't have near enough games for him to do it, but like you got, you have to have some other pieces and, Carlos coming back doesn't, like you said, doesn't solve all of that. Antoine Griezmann coming in the summer doesn't solve all that for you. You still have problems elsewhere. Um, now, if you sign both Vela and Griezmann, and now you can rotate your midfield, your midfield a little bit more effectively, I think you're getting, I think you're getting somewhere. But time will tell, right? Um, anyway. I, again, not a whole lot to dissect in this match because it was largely unwatchable. <laughs> and I'm sure that's how everybody felt about it on the field too. It's just, a, why are we out here? So is there anything else you want to get to from this game? or any Let's of those just get points? to questions. Like I said, I think, I think we're... We, I'm, I'm more anxious to see what'll happen this next week than I am you know, then to discuss, because again, like you're saying, it's like given the circumstances, there's only so much you can take from it. Yeah. All right. The first one is from Jonathan at Buzology. Seeing as how this game barely matters, it felt like we should have just played the kids from the start. Um, uh, yeah. I, it's a, it's a matter of perspective, right? You and I just kind of talked about how this game should matter to you because you're not in a whole lot of competitions, but I, Ultimately, Jonathan is right here because what does it what does it really matter if you're the three seed or the seventh seed in the Western playoffs? It doesn't really matter, right? So maybe you do just run out the kids, but like I don't know. Um, that's I I feel like that's one of those league criticisms that we that we frequently get into. Yeah, so. It it it's hard to say because obviously I think you prep for that game thinking that you were going to get more from it than you did, and and because I think it started with the game officially started, I don't think you'd be able to just make to play everyone right off the bat, right? So yeah, I think yeah. they, I, I'm assuming given the, the the time of the original start, they thought that they were going to get done before the worst of that snowstorm had hit, but lightning proved otherwise, and then now it's just a different ball game, so. Unfortunately, I think they're they're just in a little bit of a different circumstance than they likely anticipated. Yeah. I don't think anyone thought it was going to be a good game, given that the weather was supposed to be bad anyways, but definitely not what it turned out to be. Right, right. Okay, Jesse at Space Echoes Jess. Should Dolo consider playing Sergi over Campos considering RSL performance versus Gomez? Um I'm I'm not I'm not burning up Campos over this performance again uh did he look good no but i think there are two mitigating factors there in your evaluation of specifically him we kind of went over him right one is he's on the floor all the time trying to defend 1v1 because of all the snow and two and i think more importantly the midfield was non-existent i mean non-existent in terms of pressure so he's gonna get picked apart that's just the way it is you can only stay with that you can only stay with your mark so long um, and so effectively, so I, it could have been better, but 
too much other stuff going on for me. Yeah, and he looked he looked good enough in the Seattle game that yeah. I'm willing to give him. I think I I'm like we talked about earlier. I think we're more waiting to see how this experiment the midfield continues to look. Yeah, I think that's more that's where I would make the initial change before I do anything with with Campos because I think Campos. From a, from an offensive perspective, has looked great in terms of his ability to get up, you know, get up down the side and and deliver across. But also defensively, he looked he looked the part right in in the first game. And so, um, yeah, I I I I want more from him. But like I said, I think the bigger concern is still the way that the midfield is currently performing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Tom Camilleri. Do you interpret Dolo's post-game comments as whining or deflecting heat from his team? His excuse-making is getting tiresome. I'd love to ask him, Steve, the snow and the orange ball were the same for both teams. Why was RSL able to make the best of it and your team wouldn't? Yeah. Uh, it, I think, like we talked again, just to reference back to Bod, I do yeah. think that it's probably more deflection than anything else. Right. It's, 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 it's more, he's not Josh talking to the media. He's there. not really talking to so the fans. I will hop in until he, his connection is back. Um, I, okay. Is that better? I do think that, uh, I do think that his excuses are tiresome. And until this team gets back to winning consistently, uh, and I mean like winning trophies, right? Winning things. Um, after last season, like there, there were just too many losses in finals and trophies, whatever, uh, for the excuses not to pile up. Right. And like, this is a, this is the weather is a legitimate excuse again, but you're going to hear about it all over the place. And in this case, the weather affected both teams. So I think it's perfectly appropriate to say like, Hey, what do you think caused this? Right. (laughs) Like, um, why do you think this is a this is a thing for your team and not for RSL? And I think it's very easy to say, oh, well, RSL lives there. That's their home field, right? They train in this all the time. And that's not the case. These professional players are not out in the snow all the time playing, right? Uh, and to be totally fair, like how many South American, Central American players do they have that weren't training in the snow they're like we're not talking about south americans from the andes we're talking about south americans from medellin right <laughs> so it's not we're not talking about guys that are coming from the snow and then playing in the snow um so i i i do think it's a valid question to ask him like bro what's wrong with your team talk about what's wrong with your team in these conditions yeah i mean i think like i said two things can be true right I think one, he's yeah. definitely going, yeah. he, like you have to do, you, you have to, I think a lot of times coaches use that opportunity not to speak to the media or to speak to the fans, but to speak to their locker room. And I think that's yeah, probably yeah. what right. he's doing there. Um, more often than not, right. The, 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 the MO for most, for most coaching staffs, is always to block off the outside noise, right? Why would we mm-hmm. listen to, you know, why would we listen to Kirk and Josh who don't actually know what they're talking about in all these criticisms, 
right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. That and or and 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 why on earth would anyone actually listen to Extra Time and any of uh, any of their? You should not. Their, yeah, and so it's one of these situations where, like I said, I, I think in in professional sports, especially U.S. professional sports, the media training is absolutely excellent, right? If there's one thing yeah. they do really well, it's understand how to either to use the media to both your you know to your advantage more often you know, more often than not, because you generally, you don't, you, and in today's now, in today's world, if you really look at how most professional athletes in the U S treat the media, right. They don't give you a whole lot of anything. Right. I think Marshawn Lynch is probably the, the key to <laughs> yeah. that one. Right. And it, it made him ex- extremely popular, right. He won the fans over, by basically disparaging a media that's never going to put the context that you you truly want on that message, right? Yeah. So they'll, I'm, like I said, they're going to take their own time to deliver whatever messaging they need to the fans and to whatever, you know, it, this is, this was Dolo asking for a, for a bit of grace to the fans to a certain degree while simultaneously protecting his own his his guys and speaking to the locker room like hey this one didn't matter we know what was they know what happened in the 2 hour delay and everything that all the circumstances leading up to that game so it's yeah i think it's it it's more media speak than it is anything else right and it's annoying because you're never really going to hear what you want probably in that moment but i think that's the reality of the world these days the last thing that I'm going to say about this is the MLS media is extremely friendly. And I love when we get these comments from listeners that like, why doesn't somebody in the presser ask this? And it's like a very incisive, very relevant question, but it holds their feet to the fire, right? And the honest truth is that MLS has a stranglehold on all things soccer in the U S and so if you can't report on MLS, then you can't report on anything. You can't do your job at all. Right. If you get blackballed because you asked Steve Terundolo this exact question, which I like, it would be, it would be (laughs) well within the realm of possibility to ask this question and to get blackballed by the league or by LAFC or whoever. Hey, RSL played on the same field and with the same ball. What gives with your team, right? Um, and all of a sudden, you can't report on anything because you now have this grudge against you. Yeah. Um, so the fact that all these writers either work for the league or with the league so closely uh, means that they're going to be extremely pliable. It's it's like watching it's like watching the in party. Uh, Whichever in-party media, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat president, tr- and how they and how they are in the in the White House press room, right? One party is going to really try and grill them, and then the other party is just going to, you know, give <laughs> give them the North Korea treatment to a certain extent, right? But in the case of um, MLS, you can basically just lock that other that other negative side completely yes. out of the room. Yes, they're not even in the room, right? Because they, and, and you see this, you see this a lot. You see guys, you see like smaller reporters, like kind of like beat writers and stuff in, in the franchise cities. And 
they'll say like, Hey, I have my credentials pulled to get, like, I'm done. I'm done reporting because I have my credentials pulled. Uh, and it's, it's always because of this. It's always because they asked the wrong question. So now that person's livelihood is done because what are they going to go do? What are they going to do? Report on USL that like MLS has already sucked all the oxygen out of the room because again, they have a stranglehold on everything. I think this is where people don't understand like why, why we are such critics of the league and the fact that it's this closed system that where, where they just get to be the kingmakers in American soccer. So, I mean, and Tom, it I'm speaks, sorry. That's a, that's it, a long no, I mean, answer. To be fair, it speaks to the importance of the independent media, right? And yeah. the, and the, and all the different podcasts that are out there. And you know, you'll wonder like, why are there 15 to 20 different podcasts about LAFC out there? Right. And it's because at the same, you know, I think the one thing you'll, you'll find amongst all, almost all of them is that they're willing to say and ask the questions Again, maybe, and sometimes we're not even allowed to ask. So, you know, like you don't even know to ask those questions directly because of that relationship. But yeah. they're going to raise, you know, it's the one, it's the one place that the questions are going to be asked. The tough questions will be asked, you know. And I and I think that if if you want to live in a fantasy world of of you know the the state controlled media, right? Again, then you can do that. But yeah. you know, yeah. I think the rest, you know, like just like just like shape of of the media environment across the globe, truly, right? The, the or yeah. even the national media environment within the U.S., like you referenced earlier, um, you, it's it's more or less the same, right? It's truly about access. You know, the one thing you know is like I said is that the government, you know, is is barred by the constitution to to lock out certain media yeah, yeah. whereas a private company can do the exact same, you know can do that very thing and so yeah um that's why i think even look at look at others at how you know again it's it the the you always see the the teams trying to control the independent voices and they'll offer every they'll offer the moon they'll offer access they'll offer this they'll offer that if you things um and we've seen it firsthand um, in different yeah. ways um, and seen the other side of it as well. And so um, it, it really truly is interesting in it, and to see how it plays out. And, you know, like I said, it does raise the importance of, you know, the pod, LAFC pod fam and everything that everyone's doing. Yeah. So I guess the, the real lesson here is uh, we can say what we want because they can't take a press pass they never gave and that we don't want. <laughs> And they can't pull sponsors that we don't have or want, right? Because because uh, because of that, like we can it doesn't matter, right? And that doesn't make us special. It's just like that's that's just legitimately how it is. So anyway, that was a long, yeah, and, long and, answer. And you're saying like we're not going to criticize anyone that has to put food on the table via yeah, said sponsorship and said, you know, like I said, we're our, we're going to reserve our criticism. Because we have that ability to, because well, we're not... you, I I will make one caveat there. Hmm. If you give into the trollish branding, that like trollish Matt Doyle way of reporting on the league, but you bill yourself as a serious football person, I'm coming after you. I don't care. I'll give you that. <laughs> the minute okay, I find true, out you're true. selling, you're selling something, I'm coming after you. Yeah. You can only you can only be a sellout so much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Be a sellout, but be honest about it. It's okay. Yeah, I, I think that's more than anything, right? I think to a certain degree, I'm probably more 
you know, like I, I actually will give more credit to guys like Tom Bogart who will talk openly about like, yeah, I get paid by the league. So this is what I report. This is what I do. Okay. Mm. I get it. Right. Like, so mm. if you're working for MLS media, I mean, for the league, I completely understand if that's, and you're going to, but again, like you're saying to brand yourself as something else and to represent yourself as something yeah, else yeah, yeah. is a whole different story. Okay. Gomez Jr. Should we really judge any player based on this match? I don't think we should. No, we shouldn't. Uh, individual performances are out the window here, right? There's a few things as you look for trends uh, that you can start to that you can start to notice. And I think that's what we're trying to get at with our lack of pressure in the midfield comments. Is like we're starting to notice this. We're willing to give you a freebie, a mulligan on the on the Snowmageddon game. But we did notice it in Seattle, so hopefully this isn't a trend in week three as well. But Zach Brown, I agree with Tom C. I have to say Dolo's presser sounded like poor sportsmanship and shifted blame to my American sports fan ears. Hollingshead's interview had the same points and frustrations in pure pissed off church boy style without the whining and excuse me making. I don't know that I listened to Hollingshead uh, in his presser. Yeah, but me neither. And but take your word for you know, it. But at the same time, you know, like I said, I think we talked about this. I I I do think that the media training for all these coaches is basically says you're both you you deflect as much as possible, as much as you know, yeah. like you'll never yeah. hear the truth being told in a media session in that way. Right. I think there's yeah. long form podcasts where you you'll hear a lot more. I think the most I've learned is when you'll see like JT beat and go on voices of the black and gold and they do yeah, it, yeah. you know, and you'll hear some of those, you know, you'll, you'll hear more, more, you definitely get a lot more. I and mean, again, I think that's also why we've always appreciated the long form more than we ever do. The, yeah, yeah. the 50 second clip that people will overanalyze to, you know, well, and that 50 second clip is canned, right? That's prepared. And they're just waiting. It's just, it's just like a job interview, right? Here's a little, tip on how to interview for jobs, right? Go through your resume, prep for a bunch of different questions. And like you just answer off your resume, depending on the question that's asked, right? But the answer that you give was always going to be the answer because you have nine or 10 of them prepped. And so of course it comes off sounding polished and, and like really intelligent. That's what happens, right? They have talking points and then Wherever, like whatever question is asked, if it fits, it fits. And they go with that. So like you said, it, it, it's media training. Um, and it, part of it is noble, trying to protect the players from any criticism. Um, but I do think at some point the results have to change in order for it not to be seen as whining. And I, I do, I do worry because this isn't, there's three different people tonight talking about whining. And we talked about it last year, last season too. That was a common theme. Is he whining? Right. So anyway, uh, next one from Alan Kine, it's, uh, two tweets here. I, I have to say, I agree with Tom Camilleri, Tom making a lot of friends, uh, about the complaining. If there's one consistency about this inconsistent team, it's that, that after a bad result, Dola will sidestep any accountability with a grievance. It's getting old especially after watching the team drop so many trophies. Also, snow or no snow, this team, this team struggles to score goals, and Kike is not a, 
is not goal dangerous. He isn't, just isn't. Hope Martinez is something because watching another season of Dolo's kick and chase Boanga ball will be painful. Oof. I mean, first point, Tom is great. Met him in person. Sat with him at the game. Great guy. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that the rest of the listeners would, would Absolutely. be in agreement, right? You should all try say. and get to a. You should all try and get to a game with Tom Camilleri. I yeah. agree. As as it's been stated before, counterpress listeners are the smartest listeners. Um, Absolutely. Now, in terms of accountability, I like I said I, in today's media landscape, I don't think it's 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 near impossible to ever have have accountability and when you finally do see that it's because they're actually being held accountable by the front office and are probably out the door already right yeah, so yeah. Right. the the time right. where where you see that that when you'll see them holding people accountable is when they're already gone and they're just flaming people yeah as they yeah so what account what does accountability look like in that particular senses if they let them go if the results aren't there won't be around for long right and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the part of the frustrating thing is, is like his results, those results are good enough. Right? Yeah. Like the MLS Cups in a row, one one, right? The team is co- constantly competing for 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 trophies. We'd like to see more in the in the cabinet. Haven't quite got that, but you could also always be Tottenham as well. So, you know, the it, it just depends. You know, obviously we have a high standard. Um but I think, like I said, in that particular space is probably not something we're going to get and it's something we're going to have to deal with. Um, like I said, I wish to a certain degree, I, I do wonder how people would feel if he was just, if you were controlling people the way that you see coaches like Greg Popovich do that all the time now, right? People ask a question. Yeah. They give some nonsense answer that, you know, that the rest of the internet can laugh about and then you leave it at that. But again, I don't think you're ever the only accountability you're really going to get is only going to, like I said there, the results don't match the expectation of the ownership group. And right. thus far he's met those expectations. Right. I guess to, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm fine with people coming after him and coming after whoever, like they're professionals, they do this for a living. They get paid very handsomely to do so. Um, and we're expected to be fans. Uh, so like, it's going to come with some criticism. And, uh, fans are going to voice their opinions. Uh, I don't begrudge anybody that. I'm not quite there yet, but I do think the Bawanga kick and chase ball, I love that description, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where it's just like kick along to Bawanga. I do think that's a bit tiresome and easy to stop um, when it needs to be stopped, when teams are interested in stopping it. You saw that in the playoffs, right? Uh, so... We're going to need to, there needs to be something else. And whether that's a front office signing, whether that's uh, a change in tactics game to game from Steve, or I don't know, maybe it's somebody else stepping up. I don't know where that comes from. But uh, if we keep having results like happened yesterday, and it turns out not to just be snow, then those cries are going to get pretty loud pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I will say... That the midfield does feel like they have a few more ideas than I've thought in the past, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Atuesta on the ball, and you'll see it in these moments where he just you. It's really just fun to watch people not be able to take the ball off of him, right? 
usually usually when he gets himself into trouble is it's trying to play a pass that that maybe it's not that doesn't get through and he's out of position right but the i think as time goes on you know i think you have to you'll probably have to find a little bit more balance because i think what will happen is that tillman has to be wrecked cognizant of that moment of what Atwes is trying to do and then hang hang back and not play in the half space that Atwes is pushing. So I th- I do hope that with with time they'll find more of it. Um mm-hmm. because again you can play you can you can play two 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 lane two passing lane guys, but you have to have you have to have someone that's gonna fall into playing those lanes. Right. But if guys are running free it's a whole different story. Well, you you can. There, I mean, there's plenty of ways to skin that cat. You can play to. You can play all midfielders who are going to clog up the passing lanes, right? But just hold on to the ball. Don't yeah. give it up so easy. Don't play such a reckless style when you're attacking, right? Like, plenty of teams have done this over the years, and I think you can go back to prime Barcelona. And uh, obviously, we're talking about very different caliber, very well-rounded players, in, like in Xavi, Busquets, Iniesta, right? They because they were so good in possession, we oftentimes think, oh, no, they're just terrible defensively, which wasn't the case. But there's a different way for that midfield to defend, right? You defend by just keeping the ball and not letting the other team touch it, essentially. Um, so I I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, next game is against Kansas City. Do I have that right? Yeah, Kansas City this Saturday, eight thirty. So, I guess we'll find out then what we're what we're in for for the rest of the season. Anything else to add, Josh? No, like I said, just excited to see the rest of the season. Still excited to be back. Actually, yeah. flying back to the U.S. on Friday, so coming ah. back stateside for about a month or so um, before we resume our adventures out here. So, like I said, right. I'm I'm gonna try and get. A game. It's a, bit, a little bit of a hectic schedule, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I know. I'm the All right. the one thing I'm trying to meet up with uh, Nick from Voice of the Black and Gold because my family's gonna be stopping through Hawaii on the way back out. So mm. that's gonna be one of the things. All try right. to catch a game out there. So yeah, you can follow the show at Counterpress underscore me at Kirk Kinsey Josh. Hello, see Josh on next. All right, we'll talk to you all next Saturday. Good night. <laughs>